Welcome to The Lens with me, Ollie Barrett. This is a bite-sized version of our usual podcast from Business in the Community, in which I interview a business leader about how their organizations have responded over the past few weeks. You can see all the episodes and find more about the National Business Response Network on the website, bitc.org.uk. My guest today is Miguel Vega-Pestana. He's the Senior Vice President of Global Corporate Affairs and Sustainability at Reckitt Benquisa. Miguel, welcome. Thank you. Now, listeners may just want that quick reminder. Of course, you're producing as a firm some of the brands we know and love. Dettol, Harpic, Finish, Vanish in hot demand. That is the huge scope of what you do. Yes, that's right. And But it's fair to say that not only are we selling a lot of the products that are in hot demand because they are helping to um, address the need for hygiene, good hygiene, but we also sell products that people need for helping to clean their homes, keep their homes clean and uh, hygienic, um, as well as helping them stay healthy and well. Because, uh, you know, a lot of the time we're selling them things like Nurofen for when they have those headaches or, or you know, Gaviscon if they have a, a, a stomachache. And as a lot of people have been at home and not going to their doctor, our products are also in, in demand there as well. Indeed. And there are so many aspects of what you've been doing that I'd want to quiz you on, Miguel. But as somebody who sits on that senior leadership team, single biggest lesson you've learned over these last few months? Well, I think the first thing is just how, I mean, this issue has unfolded so quickly. I think it's put into sharp focus how you have to be super flexible, super adaptable. But what it's really done, I think, for us is it's put the human at the centre of everything. It's, it's making us really understand the critical importance if it was ever thus. But I mean, really how important it is that we focus on our people, uh, that we understand uh, and think about those that we serve. It's putting a really big, sharp focus on that. But I feel from a personal point of view, I didn't really think that, you know, working in a virtual world was something that, I mean, I work from home. The ability to run a business and, and do so virtually has been a really big lesson. And I think it's very much going to change the way I look at how I work and how I expect others to work with me. Yeah, and not just any business, a multi-billion pound international business at that. You've created a Fight for Access Fund. Just give us a quick sense of what that is and what you've been able to deploy. We recently adopted a new corporate purpose, um, and it's so apposite for today, but we think it's very, very relevant for tomorrow. And we talk about protecting, healing, and nurturing. Uh, and then we talk a lot about being in relentless pursuit of a cleaner, healthier world. Alongside of that, we adopted a, what we call a corporate fight. And that corporate fight is all about access. It's all about how you give people access to basic hygiene, improved nutrition, and how you make that a right and not a privilege. So that's about access for all. And as part of that, we made a decision that we would give the equivalent of 1% uh, of our net profits e each year to helping partner with others in that fight for access. This year, obviously, a lot of the focus of attention is on COVID and how we, you know, we literally halt the spread of this pandemic and deal yep. with it. But actually, this is an annualized commitment. We're going to do this every single year from now on. Got it. So this year, that's that's about 32 million. Um, we've also put an extra 10 million, which is coming from the savings that we've made in our travel over the last two or three months. And so we've effectively repurposed all of that money and plowed it back into these partnerships, which are all about helping uh, people on the ground to improve their uh, their ability to access improved hygiene and nutrition. 
Very interesting. Now, I'm just going to ask you briefly, we could spend a whole hour talking about this, but there have been concerns that this increasingly loud drumbeat around sustainability has somehow now been put on hold. Those hugely important conversations have now been deferred. This sits under your responsibility at such a global influencer. What do you say in response to that concern? Well, the answer, no, I think it's put it into even sharper relief and even more focus of attention. Uh, you know, interestingly, last week, uh, only last week, I hosted a, an eight hour virtual deep dive session with my senior leadership team to talk about how we were going to drive sustainability across the business over the coming decade. Um, I think the one thing that we obviously have to do is learn some of the lessons from COVID, what that means in terms of how we adapt our targets and look at the way we prioritize certain things. If nothing else, the focus on health is definitely going to be stronger than ever before. We also have to understand the link between health and some of these other critical issues like, you know, biodiversity loss, climate change. They're all integrated and interrelated in some shape or form. And so the notion that perhaps, you know, COVID is drowning the news. I mean, 24-7, what we talk a lot about is COVID. I think people need to really understand and appreciate that, it, you know, that the solutions to this um, lie in, in, in a lot of um, broader things that we have to address at the same time. It's not just the, the, the focus on the immediate uh, you know, solutions to, to, to the COVID crisis. Well, this has certainly given me a hunger for a much longer conversation, and I'm only sorry that today is just bite-sized. Miguel Vega-Pestana from Reckitt Benquiza, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this bite-sized edition of The Lens. Please do share and for more information, visit businessinthecommunity at bitc.org.uk.